Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. This week's sermon is from December 16, 2018, the third Sunday of Advent. The sermon is entitled Joy in Chains and is based on Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7. It was preached by Pastor Mike Hannell. So is this time of Advent leading up to Christmas a time of joy? And wonder for you. I know for many people it would be hard to say yes to that. For so many of our members, it seems like this is a season that is filled with grief. Either that they have just recently lost loved ones and so the pain is is still quite fresh. Or maybe this is the first season of Christmas they're going through without loved ones that they lost earlier in the year. Or maybe it just is a pain that doesn't seem to go away. The holidays are such a special time and to not have those that you love the most there with you is difficult. For others of you, Christmas, Advent, it just, it seems to be all about the rush and all about the preparation. And so that leads to its own stress and discontent. In recent years, there's been a lot written and said about a war on Christmas. It starts with rather small things. Christmas parties are no longer Christmas parties, they're holiday parties, and Christmas break is no longer Christmas break, it's winter break. But then it fills in a lot of other parts of our world. People argue about whether it's okay to say Xmas or if you have to say Christmas. Like if you say Xmas, does that mean that you're taking Christ out of the holiday or is he still there? In fact, the other day I, I heard about a woman who went to the post office to get some stamps for her Christmas cards. And when she was there, the clerk said, well, what denomination? And she said, oh, not you too. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess 20 Baptist and 25 Catholic and 30 Lutheran. Okay, that, that didn't happen. Don't, don't get too worried. I guess for me, I've never really got into the whole war on Christmas thing because if there's one surefire way for me to lose the joy of the season, it's by getting involved in that. See, to me, if somebody doesn't celebrate Christmas, they're depriving themselves of the joy of the season. But that doesn't necessarily deprive me the joy of the season. The joy of Advent and Christmas isn't found in other people. The joy of Christmas and Advent is found only in our God and what he has done for us. Author and theologian Henry Nouwen wrote, that the joy is the experience of knowing that you are unconditionally loved and that nothing, not Failure, not emotional distress, not loss, not oppression, not war. Nothing can take that love away from you. And I think he's on to something. When we talk about the joy of the season, it's not some simple emotion. Like, 
there is joy, and it doesn't have to do with our external circumstances. So even if it would happen someday that we lived in a culture that that simply didn't just omit saying Merry Christmas, but actually locked us up in jail for celebrating Christmas ourselves, it's true we wouldn't be very happy about that situation. But that would not diminish our joy. Our joy is found in something completely different than than our situation and what is around us. If you don't believe me, just ask Paul or ask John the baptizer. In our two readings today, both of those people know what it was like to be persecuted and imprisoned because of their faith in Jesus. Paul, in the letter of Philippians, he's writing while he is in prison, and yet those circumstances don't deter him. Instead, what is he doing? He's encouraging other people to rejoice. And it's not like we're just cherry-picking verses in the book to get that sentiment. If you read through the letter to the Philippians, it's full of Paul talking about joy. His joy and the joy that he wants to share with the Philippian Christians that he's writing to. In fact, sometimes the letter to the Philippians is called the letter of joy. But we're asking, why joy? It's not like Paul's situation is going to get any better. He was imprisoned because he was telling other people about Jesus. He's not about to stop doing that. So it's not like things are going to get better for him. And in fact, from our perspective, we know that things did not get better for Paul. In fact, the only end to Paul's imprisonment that will come is through his death, his martyrdom. And so again, we ask, where in the world does Paul find a place in his life for joy? Well, Paul doesn't hide it. He says it straight out. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I will say it, rejoice. His joy is found in the Lord, in Jesus. And he goes on to say it's found in the fact that he knows the Lord is at hand. The Lord is near to him. See, Paul has this unshakable and firm conviction that even though it seems like he should have no hope, even though all of his earthly allies might abandon him, nevertheless, Paul still has Jesus. Or maybe, maybe it's better to say that Jesus still has Paul. And because Paul knows that Jesus is with him, he's filled with joy. And what is more, he says he's filled with peace, with a, with a peace that the world can't comprehend and can't understand, a peace that's from God. The world might think that Paul should have no joy, that Paul's joy 
is in chains. But he says something different. Jesus is near. Jesus is at hand. Jesus has freed his joy. He feels that joy. And it's all because of Jesus. Because he knows that nothing, nothing can separate him from the victory that is in Jesus. And it's his. But what about John? What about John the baptizer as he sits in prison? Now, with him, I think it's a little bit harder to to figure out what is his state of mind. It's completely possible to say that John is languishing in prison. He is losing all hope. But I think it's just as likely that John, like Paul, as things are starting to look bleak for him, is using that moment to encourage other people to find joy in the same place that John finds joy. See, John, his ministry is coming to an end. And yet it's all according to plan. John's ministry was never meant to rise above Jesus' ministry. John was there to prepare the way for Jesus and to point others in Jesus' direction. And so, one last time, John finds himself doing just that. No doubt, John's disciples have started to lose hope. They, They don't know what to do anymore. And so, John takes that moment to point them to Jesus. Go and talk to Jesus and ask him, find out for yourselves. Say, are you the one who is to come? Are you the one that all of Israel is waiting for? Or is there someone else? And as John's disciples go to Jesus and they ask him that question and Jesus answers them, I think they finally start to realize where that joy that John has, has come from. For Jesus says, look, listen, this is what's going on. You you can see it with your own eyes. You can hear the people talking about it. What is happening? Well, the eyes of the blind, they're opened. The ears of the deaf, they're opened. The graves of the dead, they're opened. The hearts of the poor are opened by that message, that message I bring that the kingdom of God is near, that the kingdom of God is at hand right here, right now. And as impressive as all of those things were, those were still just the opening acts of Jesus's greatest act of opening. For still to come was that day when Jesus would tear open his own grave in victory. That Jesus would open the way of heaven to all who have faith in him. See, like Paul, I don't think John's hope depended on Jesus coming there to his prison cell and releasing him, opening that prison door. 
Because John and Paul, they both knew that Jesus had come to do something so much better. Jesus is that key of David. The one who has come to open heaven's way for all of us. The one who has come to open our imprisoned hearts to his grace and to his love. And that's where Paul and John got their joy. They weren't overjoyed because they were in prison. They were overjoyed because of Jesus. Because God had sent his mighty Savior into this world of sin. Because God had stooped down into our lowly world to take up our burdens, our pains, our griefs, yes, even our sin, so that he could release us from our chains. Jesus had come into this world to open the way of heaven to all who would believe in him. Jesus is our joy. Jesus is our joy, and he makes it clear that our joy cannot be held captive by this world. Our joy cannot be put in chains by any of our external circumstances. No, because Jesus has released our joy. Our joy is in Jesus. Our joy is because of Jesus. And because of that, our joy is free. Our joy is free whenever we need it. Our joy is there for all of us. Because Advent and Christmas, even though they should be these seasons of joy, I know that sometimes it doesn't feel that way. We don't experience that. But our readings today assure us it's not up to you to conjure up the right emotions. For joy is something far beyond that. And our joy is not found in our emotions, just like our joy is not found in cards and carols. Our joy is not found in presents and parties. Our joy is found in Jesus and in Jesus alone. Our joy is found in the fact that Jesus is near, that Jesus is at hand, and Jesus has come to open the door of heaven to you, to us, to all who would receive him by faith. For Jesus has seen your anguish, and he has come. He came long ago as a baby in Bethlehem to grow into that man who would die on the cross for your sins and mine and rise again. Jesus comes to you today in his word and in his sacraments to give you that gift of forgiveness and salvation that he won for you. And Jesus promises that he will come again so that you will know the fullness of that victory that he has won for you. See, the war on Christmas is not for you to win. 
Jesus has already faced our greatest enemies. And he is victorious. All that's left for us to do, be like Paul. Be like John. Be a messenger of joy. Be a messenger of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. You can find this and other sermons at stpaulslutheran.net. Click on the Sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening, and God's blessings.